In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Father, we remember this day. And we say thank you. We remember this time last year. And we say thank you. We remember this time even four months ago. And we say thank you. We remember this time even last month. And we say thank you. Thank you, God, for victories. Thank you, God, for success. Thank you, God, for promotions. Thank you, God, for healing. Father, glory be to your holy name. Lord, as a church collectively, say, Father, accept our thanksgiving. And we pray that this month of August will be a month like, never, like no other. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Why don't you, as you sit down, why don't you put your hands together as the choir will go to their seats. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Amen. They've been standing for a, lit, a little while now. Praise the Lord. God has a way of doing his things. And we are encouraged that the young shall grow. Uh, when we say the young shall grow, that we also have to ask ourselves, what happens to those that have grown? They will grow even more. Praise the Lord. I know what some of you are thinking about, but don't worry. The, the, those that have grown, they will grow more. I want to welcome you to our service this morning. But before I go into the word, I need to do one thing combined. The Bible rightly says that we should give honor to whom honor is due. In our midst today, we are going to celebrate one person specifically. Two, two people actually. One of them, of course, I am very positively biased towards. And that is because uh, that is my wife. She was born in the month of August. And so either you like it or not, August is a good month for me. Um, don't let me tell you the date. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, but then I want to thank God for one other person. This person is a man full of testimonies. He's the husband of one wife. God knows for how many years. And this week, this person will be turning 70. Some of you can guess what I'm talking about. What am I talking about? Aha. So why don't you put our hands together as we sing Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. The Lord bless you. 
The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Amen. Please let's have our seats. I know there are other people that are born in the month of August. And they're probably complaining in their heart now. I've just become like my master. He said, I have come so that I might cause a division even between families. Don't worry, the Lord remembers you. Uh, we are not taking anybody for granted. All of you that your wives or husbands are born in the month of August, I celebrate with you. All of you that are praying for a wife that will be born in August, I celebrate with you. All of you that are praying for a husband that will be born in August, I celebrate with you. All of you that are praying that your children will be born in the month of August, I also pray for you. Apart from birthdays, there are other things that we celebrate in August. People celebrate anniversaries. People celebrate graduations. People celebrate all sorts of things. It was the month of August I graduated. And that was about 25 years ago. And so I thank God that if you go back and read your scripture, when I left my house, I was a young boy. When I came back to my house, I had a certificate and I had a woman that was following me. Praise the Lord. I know she will say I should tell them that I was the one following her. But don't worry, somebody was following somebody. Praise the Lord. Let's just close our eyes as we pray for them. Father, this day we appreciate you. We thank you, God, for your children that are celebrating one thing or the other in the month of August. Lord, we pray that their celebration will never turn sour. We pray that they will get better and better. That they will go from glory to glory. They will go from strength to strength. We pray, Father, that they will strive to perfection in the name of Jesus. Lord, whenever we remember this month, everything that we are celebrating, we pray that none of it shall go sour. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we remember specifically our brother that is clocking 70. Father, renew strength. Lord, again, I say renew strength. Let his testimonies abound. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen and amen. Every member of the prayer team, I just want to encourage you that God answers your prayers. And thank God for those that will come out to testify. And that is one of the ways that you know for sure that God answers your prayers. We're going to read three quick passages. First Samuel chapter 16. Samuel 16. 2 Samuel chapter 7, De Samuel, chapter 7 and 2 Samuel chapter 9. De Samuel 9. Three passages. 1 Trois Samuel passages. chapter 16, 2 Samuel, Samuel chapter 7, 7 
and Second Samuel chapter 9. And just to remind you that there will be communion back here in church at 6 o'clock. As is our usual custom for the first uh, Sunday of the month. 1 Samuel chapter 16. I will read from verse 10 to 12. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord had not chosen these. And Samuel said unto, and Samuel said unto Jesse, Are there all your children? And he said, There remains yet the youngest. And behold, he kept the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse again, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. Verse 12, and he sent and he brought him in. Now it was ruddy and without of a beautiful countenance, and it was goodly to look at. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Second Samuel chapter 7. 2 Samuel 7. 2 Samuel chapter 7. 2 Samuel 7. I will read verse 18. I thought I will read verse 18 uh, yeah, and 19. Then, okay. Then went King David in and sat before the Lord. And he said, Who am I, O Lord? And what is my house that thou hast brought me here? And this was yet a small thing in your sight, O Lord God. But thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house for a great while to come. And is this the manner of man, O Lord God? Let's read 2 Samuel chapter 9. We will read verses 1 and 7. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 and 7. 2 Samuel 9. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And then in verse 7, And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and I will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. This morning, very quickly, I want to talk to you about three things that you need to remember. Just how many things? Now, the three things might be broken down into other parts, but there are three things that you need to remember. Because of time, I will try to fly through them. Number one, remember your story. Every one of us that are seated here up till now, there is a story that you have. Your story starts from when you are born, and your story will normally end by the time that you die. But wherever you are now, from when you were born to now is your story. Within that time, unknown to you, a lot has happened. 
Within that time, there are battles that, you, that have been won. Within that time, there are things that have come into your horizon without you having any knowledge of it. But when you remember your story, you remember your story so that you thank God for it. There is a reason my story is different from your story. It is so that God will receive praises from different kinds of uh, people. Under remembering your story, I want you to remember your circumstances. Remember the story of your birth. I don't know about in those days, but now people tell their children the story about their birth. You may be one of the people that by the time your mother called a cab or a taxi and they were in the road, road uh, in the, they call it hold up. There was, when there was a lot of traffic. You might, you might have been a child that was delivered in the taxi. That forms part of your story. You can't erase it again. Oh, you might be a child that when you were growing up, you had everything. You might be a child that when you were growing up, you had nothing. But God made the one that had nothing and the one that had something both to grow up. Oh, remember the circumstances of your teenage years. I know if you were to tell people now to look back when you were a teenager. Even you yourself that you are thinking of your story, some of you can have a stroke. Because of your things that you did as a teenager. Remember the times you made up your mind you are not going to follow the rules. But God was faithful. Remember the times when your parents said don't smoke, but you chose to smoke. Your parents said don't touch alcohol. Once you know that they are not around, that same thing they said don't touch, you touch. Some of your friends are gone. But you are still here. Not because you did not disobey. Not because you did not sin. But because God is gracious. Remember your young adult life. Depending on where you spend your adult life, remember all the hearts that you are broken. Remember you are a man about town. Remember you are a woman about town. Oh, in those words, they will say they painted the town red. But God was faithful. When they count the people with HIV now, they are not counting you. Because why? God was faithful. Remember how God brought a man or a woman your way. Because of what a lot of us did, you don't even deserve to marry the person you married. How can you, after all you have done, have a good wife to marry? It is not by power. 
It is not by might. So when I say remember your story, I'm talking about remembering from whenever you remember to now. Remember the opportunities that you've had. Oh, you remember the ones that you've lost. Remember the ones that you took. But I'm always more intrigued. I remember the second chances that God gave you. Uh, some of you can testify to that. I watched a movie with my wife. And this man said, every woman he wanted to marry him, they refused. He said, in retrospect, I thank God they refused. So remember those women that refused to marry you. And remember those men that refused to propose. Uh, I know some women, they say, if you only can just propose. And then the guy takes you to a restaurant. And his pen falls to the, to the ground. As he's speaking his pen, you're saying, yes, yes, yes. Because you think he's proposing. Remember that God saved you all that heartache. What else do you remember? Under your story, you remember the people that helped you. Oh, brethren, I keep saying it. People have helped you. You can deny it, but people have helped you. Remember that teacher that took interest in you. The teacher was not even from your ethnic background. While I was Yoruba, an Igbo teacher took interest in me. Uh, remember when you, are, when you are from Congo, a Nigerian took interest in you? Remember when you were in school, one of your Indian teachers took interest in you? People have helped you. Remember them. What else do you remember? Remember God that has helped you. Brethren, is there anybody here that can say God hasn't helped me? But yet, we don't remember him. Remember the sacrifice of Jesus. Remember for the things a lot of you have. The amount of sacrifice you will have needed to be doing every year. And you know what I'm talking about. This year, they will say, carry a calabash to a four... Four way stop. Next year, they will say they need the tomb of a dead person. After that, they will say they, they, will say they need seven strands of hair from a giant. Uh, from the places where most of us come from. You will need to go to an NBA match to get seven strands of hair. Because those are the only giants that you can see. Remember the sacrifice of Jesus. Oh, brethren, if you don't remember anything, remember the Holy Spirit. Remember the, is the revival of secrets. Remember what God said. Remember your parents. Oh, brethren, either your parents were good or not, remember them for good. It is not for you to judge your parents. It is for God to judge them. I remember in those days, 
when my father was about my age, he will come back on Sunday and he will sleep. And I used to think this man is also very lazy. That he will sleep the whole day and thank God for our fathers. Their salvation was different. If you say, when anybody asks for me, I'm not at home. And God dealt with them at the level of their salvation. <laughs> if I tell my children now, tell them I'm not at home. <laughs> they will open their mouth and say, Daddy, that is a lie. <laughs> so I, I don't tell them not to disturb me. In fact, I tell them to disturb me. Because they know when they disturb me, they will see my red eyes. Remember your relatives. Brethren, remember that uncle. Every time he came to your house, if you went far, you will make sure you come back before he leaves. Because hands must, must exchange something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Remember the other uncle also. The one that when he comes, it's only him and your father that will shake hands. And not that something is going from your father to him. It is going, not that something is going from him to your father. It is going from who? From your father to him. What do you do to those uncles? You hate them. This uncle can't bring something, yet he's taking something away. Brethren, if you are married, remember your spouse. Oh, when, a, when the Bible says, when a man, fi- when a man finds a wife, oh, brethren, I can look at the lives of many and I know that the wife is a good thing. A wife will organize your life if you allow your life to be organized. <laughs> a wife will make sure that you come back at 10 o'clock. If you are not coming back, the number of phone calls alone will bring you back home. Remember to thank God for your husband. But then thank God for your children. Oh, your children are not good. Thank God for them. Some people are praying for those children that are not good. So what do you do for your children? Thank God. Am I saying that the children are uh, perfect? Uh, one, time ago, one, some time ago, I was giving a testimony. So I said, I thank God that God has given me perfect children. I didn't know that it's not only heaven that they record things, they record on the surface of the earth. Later one day when I was talking, and I was trying to correct this and correct that, said, Daddy, why are you correcting it? We are already perfect. That after all, it was by your own testimony. Brethren, thank God for your teachers. Thank God for your friends. Thank God for your mentors. Thank God for adversity. You know, one of the things I've learned in life is that thank God for those that allowed you to pass through the fire. 
Oh, don't hate them. Do what? Thank God for them. Some of you will probably not be as resilient as you are now if you've not gone through the things that you've gone through. Remember that teacher? The one you could never satisfy in school. Is it not paying off now? Thank God for them. Brethren, when you thank God for all these people in your life, then your story comes together. Then you can say of a short thing that your life is complete in him. I didn't cover everywhere. There are other things to thank God for. Oh, thank God for your church. Thank God for pastors that will tell you the truth. Thank God for them. Thank God for people that don't sugarcoat things for you. Thank God for those that encouraged you. Number two. As you are thanking God, you want to thank God for the times of ignorance that God overlooked. You know, by virtue of our culture, we wanted to worship God, but we didn't even know how. I was telling my wife, oh, we went to a church. As part of that church, every single parish of that church, we have what we call the land of mercy. When you get to that land of mercy, you don't wear shoes. The ground is full of very hot sand. Sometimes now when I look at it, it was a punishment in disguise. They say go and sit in the land of mercy for three hours. Apart from the hot sand, the only other thing in every land of mercy was a well that was very deep. So that if you want to drink water, by the time you fetch out the water, you faint. But, but we thank God because we can obtain God's mercy without doing things like that. Thank God for yesterday. Thank God for today. Thank God for tomorrow. Thank God because you have access to the name of God. The Bible says, God knoweth them that are is. And let everyone that is named by the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Thank God because you are saved by grace. Through what? Through faith. Thank God because your works could never have saved you. Thank God for God's love. Thank God for God's leading. And then lastly, thank God for your own name. Thank God for what? Your own name. Do you know why you have to thank God for your name? Because when they mention your name, and this is my prayer for you, when they mention your name, people smile. When they mention your name, people remember what you've done for them. <laughs> I pray that they don't mention your name and the people frown. I pray that they don't mention your name and people say, let us change the topic. <laughs> Number three, my time is gone. Number three, and this one is the thing that you need to do. Remember to be a blessing. Remember to be a blessing. 
By being a blessing, you change somebody's story. All those people that I counted, they were a blessing to you in one way or the other. Some of them changed the course of your story. If you read in the book of 1 Samuel, in chapter 22, when David was anointed king, you would think that the rich would begin to follow him. You would think that soldiers would begin to follow him. But the Bible says the people that were distressed followed him. Are you a blessing to anybody in distress? Can anybody wake up in the morning? And apart from normal duty, say, God, I want to thank God for all the people that have been a blessing to me in Cornerstone. Will your name be on that list? Oh, yeah. yesterday when we were leaving choir practice, I gave him a ride. So you are a blessing to him. The Bible says the second group of people that followed David are those that were in debt. <laughs> you know, if you live in Canada, you don't know what it means, what it means to be in debt. When you're in debt, the bank will write you a letter. Revenue Canada will send you five letters. There are places that I know. Uh, why are you laughing now? There are places I know. When you are owing somebody, you have to disguise to go out. And even that your disguise, they can see through the disguise. Do you know what I'm talking about? You make a door in your backyard. Because the landlord lives in the flat in front. And you make sure, not because you're a woman, but you make sure you don't wear your shoes until you get to the car. You hold your shoes in your hand on your bag. Ah, if somebody were to meet you, why are you holding your shoes? Say, that's something I just learned from are you saying that your father was in debt too? The Bible says the people that followed him were discontented. Let me explain that because people misunderstand that. They were discontented with their life. They were tired of the status quo. They were people that were looking for something different. Are there people like that around amongst us? There are people that are tired of the job that they have been doing for long. Only your advice to say you can apply here can be a blessing to them. But then be a blessing. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6. The Bible says that you should be a blessing to everyone around you, especially those of the household of faith. Be a blessing, first of all, to a child of God. Lastly, in everything you do, 
be a blessing to the kingdom. Either you like it or not. Angels have helped you. God has helped you. Humans have helped you. They are all people from the kingdom. Be a blessing to the kingdom. And so in the month of August, I want you to make up your mind that God will use me to change somebody's story. Not for bad, but for good. You can change somebody's story. Oh, they've annoyed you. Tell them what they did. Let me quickly talk about that part. It is not Christian not to tell somebody what they did and keep it in your heart. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Are you sure? Because yesterday we heard gossiping about it to your friend. Because the day before, when they mentioned that person's name, your blood pressure went to 190, where, blood, where Barry's blood pressure was. The other time that they called that person in church to congratulate them, you, you are not happy. And yet, you are not, there's no problem. But then, be a blessing to somebody. Let them lose. Let people know what they have done. For all you care, the person doesn't even know they've done anything. Number one, you are dying in your house. And that person has no clue. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk about one or two things? <laughs> For God's sake, if you are married, tell your spouse what they've done. So you think you can treat me like that? We make sure I put a lot of pepper in your food. Does it happen or not? We, we need to visit your houses. Oh, you think you can treat me like that? Uh, I will pretend I have to leave for work in the morning. I won't drive you to work. People have formulated all sorts of ways to avoid doing the right thing. Brother, number one, remember your story. Because everybody has a story and your story is your personal testimony. Either your story was bad or not. As I'm seeing you now, God is turning your story around. It is only God that can make somebody that was nobody to become somebody. That is a story that you don't find anywhere else. It is only God that will say, the first is qualified, I disqualify him. The second is, quali is qualified, I disqualify him. You have. Jesse said, I have seven. It's only God that will disqualify seven people just to get to you. And yet, you say that your story is not a good one. It's only God. We take some of you where some of your relatives can never dream of going in, your, in their lifetime. It's only God that make you the first in your family to do a lot of things. It is only God that will bring a man, a woman, 
that even their village has condemned them to nothing. God will say, as far as I live, this boy will go to the ends of the earth. It's only God that will make sure that in your family you become a peace setter. It doesn't matter where you have been, all that matters is where you are and where you are going. Brethren, tell your stories. You know why? Your story will encourage somebody. Somebody was talking the other time. He said, Pastor, you can't understand. I said, why can't I understand? He said, oh, you can't understand, we are suffering. I said, how are you suffering? The person, the person told me. I said, you know, I have suffered too. He said, oh, look at you, you can't suffer. So I turned to one of my sons. I said, when I came to Canada, where was I sleeping? He said, he said on the floor. I said, did you hear that? Thank God for the kind of wife I have. She won't tell you openly. You put your blanket on the floor, and both of you will sleep. Not in Nigeria, in Canada. So if God can change my story, he can change your story. So it is only God. So that's why I said when you tell your story, you encourage somebody. When you tell your story, you've gone around to seven different places. Before God said, the first place where you went is the place where you needed to be. Then you can tell somebody. If God did not say go, you better don't go. Brethren, I can go on and on and on. Apart from that, this month, I want as many people as are ready to do it. To say, I will remember those that have helped me. I will remember to be a blessing. The person that helped you might have died. Their generation has not died. The person that helped you might have been Indian. That is why God brought you in the midst of Canadians. Are we getting it? When I was in school, one of the best teachers I had was from India. Oh, the man will teach you. I will never forget his words. He said, a good student will go home after the lesson. He will go through all the questions in the textbook. I used to think that this man is not well. Do you know that there are 40 questions in the textbook? He says an average student will go over 20 questions. <laughs> he said, but a weak student will go through just 10 questions. I found the secret later. Out of all those questions, the man will bring the number in some of them and bring it in the exam. So if you were a good student and you went through all of them, when you are coming out of the exam, you say, God is good. If you are the other side, and you went through 10, when you come out, you are sweating. Then you are sending courses to the teacher. <laughs> but the teacher is blessed. This month, be a blessing to somebody. 
go out of your way to bless somebody. I'm not saying by word alone. The last time I checked, everybody in our church could give something. Oh, the gift is $5. It is good. Oh, the gift is $100. It is good. Oh, the gift is not even something I can quantify. It is good. There's a gift that you can't quantify. And that is the gift of your presence. You go to somebody's house and you spend one hour of your time. God will remember it. God will remember it. Why don't you stand up? You want to lift up your voice very quickly? And say, Father, everything that I have forgotten, bring back to my recollection in the name of Jesus. Everything that I have forgotten, everyone that has helped me that I have forgotten, bring back to my recollection in the name of Jesus. I will lift up your voice very quickly, very quickly. And say, Father, help me, oh God. I don't want to be an ingrate. I don't want to be ungrateful. Oh God Almighty, I don't want to be one of those that will not remember to come and give thanks. All the people that have helped me, how much heaven has helped me, how my parents have helped me, how my, uh, my brothers have helped me, how my sisters have helped me, how my uncles have helped me, how my husband has been a blessing to me, how my wife has been a blessing to me. How the church of God has been a blessing to me. How the pastor has helped me. How the pastor's wife has helped me. How the pastor's children have helped you. How the people in your department have helped you. How the people that you are serving with have helped you. How the people in your house fellowship have helped you. How the people in the land of Canada.